On today's show, we're answering your questions on the trade deadline. And there's some rumors that the Mavs are connected to Marcus Smart in trade rumors. Because he played down the street, so he could be a target. Talk about that and more on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Lentich, and this is Lockdown Mavs don't believe you shouldn't be here and welcome you are locked on to the dallas mavericks my name is nick angstead media member and nba channel manager for the locked on podcast network thanks for making locked on maps your first listen every single day we are free and available on all platforms including youtube where we're less than 600 subs away from 10k if you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel, subscribe, leave a like, comment below, answer the question that I'm going to put down there, switch them around. There you go, Isaac. <laughs> Getting closer to 10K. Joining me, as always, my co-host, writer, and contributor at Mavs.com, the mailbag matron, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? All right, I got a quick story right off the bat. Ooh. Quick story. Back in the day when we first started this pod. Is this like the story about when you were at the doctor's for your one-year-old and the Porzingis trade happened and you stopped and you left so that you could go do the podcast with me? I literally <laughs> did that. Did that. Uh, <laughs> left my one-year-old and my wife in the doctor's office for the checkup. At least it. you left him with his mom and not <laughs> like left him with the doctor. Recorded that pod in the uh, parking garage. But no, back in the day, we used to tell more stories on the pod. Um, and... Uh, Told the raccoon story early on, like first year. And uh, but anyway, real quick story. So this framed poster over my uh, my right shoulder here. It's just it's barely setting on the bookshelf, okay? Because it has to be at an angle, or or else there's a glare and all this. So last night we're asleep, middle of the night. This thing falls. It crashes into to my monitors. My whole like I have a couple monitors here. My whole like podcast setup, everything. I thought something was breaking in. And yeah, right. That's like we, the, the classic like Schmidt from New Girl. Are you the criminals from the statistics? <laughs> so I don't even know what that is, but it's okay. We, Someone we, will get it and I'll, they'll appreciate it. We immediately wake up, okay? Yeah. Jump up out of the bed. My dog just goes flying, okay? Just jumps out of the bed. It's freaking Huge out. Huge golden doodle, too. Huge golden like- doodle. My wife screams my name, Isaac. And I, <laughs> I rip the covers off, okay? And in this same motion, I'm like getting up at the same time, going like towards trying to get to my closet or guns. All this, well, I guess we shouldn't say that. But you could say it, I, I thought you were about to pull a machete out of your sock or something no. like that. So I was like, all right, I got to get to my gun. Like, and so I get it. And I, hey, first of all, this is a this is a t- show about the Dallas Mavericks in Texas. We both live in Texas. There right? you go. Like people are expecting this at this point. So I ripped the covers off. And in that motion, my, my feet get tangled in the covers. So I roll off the bed and I trip and I punch the wall oh. and in, in in the same motion of like freaking out and everything. So no lie, my like ring finger is swollen on my right hand, my right hand, my whole thumb and everything is swollen. And I like it legit hurt all day. Then I couldn't go. I couldn't go back to sleep. It was like three o'clock in the morning and we were just all like and I walked over and I was like, all my Dirk stuff is in the floor. I'm like, love you, Dirk. But my hand hurts. <laughs> and now I don't want I'm like I don't want to go to the freaking doctor and tell my job I'm like, hey, I gotta go to the I doctor because I wall. punched a wall when I woke up and I thought somebody was breaking in and anyway <laughs> there you go it's back on the shelf hopefully it doesn't fall again 
If you've punched a wall, leave a comment. Leave a comment below. It didn't, why, it didn't why put a hole a in the wall. So I was that gonna say was really you didn't good. go full Andy Bernard and put a hole in the middle of the wall. <laughs> no, just no, like no. you just punched it. No. Um, all right, today we're getting into your questions about the about the trade deadline and a bunch of different stuff. Leave a question at Lockdown Maps or go ahead and go to our uh, mailbag at the in the uh, Apple Podcast store. Go to Apple Podcasts, go to our show, and leave a five star review, and then we will get to your your questions. So Isaac, tee us up. Um, well, I mean, right off the bat, do you want to talk, you know, you don't want to talk the bleacher report thing or, I mean, we could tie it into a, well, let's tie it in. Tie let's it tie it the in. First okay. One. Let's tie it into the very first one. Miles Turner. That's what a professional show would do. <laughs> a professional show would do that. You know, <laughs> some guys who've done a pod for six years, you know, that's what they would do. I mean, if they got paid, you know, for also, a living. If they had talked about it beforehand. If maybe. we had planned it, you know, if, you know, we get paid for it you make a living off of it, you know, um, if Miles Turner is off the board, who's the next? most realistic target i think um this came from our friends dang i was gonna wait hold on so this so th- this question came to us from from a listener but um from bleach report eric pinkis who's who's uh colleague friend acquaintance of mine that i know from from sports business classroom that i did uh, in summer league a couple years back he had the report in his article in Bleacher Report today. One dark horse team mentioned as interested in Jeremy Grant was the Dallas Mavericks with Dorian Finney-Smith and probably Dwight Powell as the primary pieces. The Mavericks have also been linked to Collins in Atlanta and Marcus Smart in Boston. So that brings us back to our question a little bit here. Buckets and Beyond podcast. I knew as a I knew as a couple people that who wrote it in as far as oh, shout out to our friends at Buckets. Yeah, Buckets and Beyond. Go listen to their pod. Uh, but yeah, they asked a question about that. So we're tying in the Eric Pincus. Marcus Smart, John Collins, Jeremy Grant. If Miles Turner's off the board, we know the injury. Mark Stein, you know, gave the report like, hey, Dallas kind of backed off. Let's just assume mm-hmm. Miles Turner's off the board. Most realistic target out of that, who do you think it is? The first one that stuck out is the first sentence. He says, the Mavericks are interested in Jeremy Grant with Dorian Finney-Smith and Dwight Powell as the primary pieces. Like, that's not going to happen, right? Like, let's let's be honest with the Mavericks' pieces and their assets. If the Mavericks went up to the Pistons and were like, hey, we have this, we have Dwight Powell, Dorian Finney-Smith, and, and some other four or five million dollars that we can match in some salaries, we'll send you for Jeremy Grant. They would say no. Like, that wouldn't happen. And so... I mean, if we're talking they're about, probably like if if the Lakers can offer their crap to people, then <laughs> what would Troy we we we've rather have uh, Taylor Horton Tucker and some stuff or Dorian Finney Smith and Dwight? <laughs> yeah, the, the only th- like it, here's the thing with with Dorian, he's going to be a free agent, you know, this summer. Right. So you you risk that's the difference between like just comparing to Lakers package that you know it feels like Detroit's not even entertaining. At least in the Lakers package, you're getting a first round pick that they would theoretically put in there, or like a young guy in Taylor, you know, Horton Tucker. D- you know, that package from Dallas, like Dorian could walk in a few months, you know, and yeah. it's not like Doesn't you're making a playoff run either. So, uh, that I don't understand why Detroit would do that. No, no, it, it just doesn't make a sense. Make sense a lot. So you look at we've talked about John Collins before, but Marcus Smart is a name that's been linked to the Mavericks before that we haven't really talked about a lot. But I think Marcus Smart really? is definitely the most realistic one. We've talked about him because he's from Dallas, and we you know we know that he played uh, right in the backyard, like right behind, right down yeah. the street. So well, that means um, the Mavs don't know anything about him. <laughs> There's a guy. Um, you got a great comment about that on YouTube yesterday. Somebody really, oh really somebody really liked that bit. 
Are you joking? Really they, appreciates that bit. They trashing um, me, ain't they? But I think Marcus Smart is one that is actually viable, and it's one that's actually of the first you know players that I've heard recently linked to the Mavericks that I'm like. I could see that. Miles Turner was was sort of one, but Mar- Marcus Smart I could even see even more. You know, there's been just rumblings and things about the Celtics. Obviously, their season is not going going the way that they thought it would. Right now, this this Celtics team is like hovering around 500 this whole season. They're 24 and 24 right now. They're exactly 500. Their season hasn't gone the way that they thought. They've dealt with COVID a lot, so that sort of affects it, but they've just gotten down to fourth quarters and have been just absolutely brutal in them. And their guys just aren't getting them where they want to. The new coach doesn't seem to be working out. It's they're just or at least working out to to take them to this next level. And so you start looking at a deal that the Mavs could make for Marcus Smart, and you start throwing around deals. The first one we sort of talked about was, okay, what if the Mavericks sent Tim and Jalen Brunson? No, Tim Tim and Dorian. We were like, let's let's since Dorian's been in a bunch of trades, let's throw Dorian in this, and let's just hypothetically talk about this. Dorian and Tim for Dennis Schroeder and Marcus Smart. They already want to trade Dennis. They already want to get rid of Dennis Schroeder because he's going to be a free agent. They don't want to pay him the money, so they want to try to get something for him. John Krause and Locked On Celtics has been talking about this for months that they're going to try to trade him. And Marcus Smart, let's say that they want to make some moves. If they want to make a big move, Marcus Smart could be one of those big moves that maybe his fit with the offense just isn't working out for him. They need to trade him off to a team that's maybe more defensive focused right now and could use a, could use a guy like that. Um, so yeah, Tim and Dorian for Schroeder and Marcus Smart. It, it I think it works out. The the money is a little bit. Um, the Mavs are sending a little bit more money, so maybe the Mav maybe the Mavs will have to take back another one of these young guys like Grant Williams and Aaron Neesmith, uh, R- R- Romeo Langford, or something like that to take on some more money in that deal. Uh, but where do you lean on that? Yeah, I mean, you're basically twa- swapping the you know the two bigger contracts, Smart and Tim. You know, Marcus is 27 years old. He has he just signed the big extension. Five years. Five years. You know, he makes 14 this year, but then he makes 17 after that, 18.5 after that in 2023. 2024 makes 19.9. And then in 2025, makes 21.3. Which is the opposite of the Tim deal. The Tim, which yeah. it's about the same amount of money. The four years that, that Smart has on this extension and the four years that Tim has on his extension, but it's flipped. So Tim's deal goes down in value. It starts at the highest dollar amount and goes down. Smarts goes up. Yeah, and I think Marcus is um, probably, I think it's one more year than Tim's um, as Marcus's was at an extension. Tim, you know, re-signed with that. So, um, you know, one more year for for Smart in that. And yep. you know, you're kind of swapping out, you know, offense for defense, however you want to feel about that of, you know, they would, you know, Marcus better defensive player, Tim's better offensive player. It, which feels a little like the Curry for Richardson trade again. <laughs> it's a, yeah, a mega version of that as far as uh, money goes. And then, you know, you're swapping the the two, you know, expiring contracts of guys like Grimmy Free Agents this summer and Schroeder and Dorian. So that one, it makes me uneasy because you, you're, you're losing Dorian in that. You're bringing in two smaller guards in Marcus and, yep. and Dennis Schroeder. You're asking a lot of Marcus Smart in there to, you know, take on that Dorian Finney-Smith role. You're asking a lot more, probably a little bit more from Reggie Bullock in that role too. Um, to step up and play four a little bit, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Sterling so, to step up and play four the way Dorian has this year. And Josh Green. So that it, I would be a little bit more skeptical you losing Dorian in that deal. But coming up, let's get into why this deal makes sense and a different version of this deal that actually would make a little bit more sense that may be even harder to swallow for the Mavericks. We'll get into that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about prize picks. Prize picks is the best NBA daily, daily fantasy prop game on the market right now. You can go to prizepicks.com. 
You can use that promo code NBA and you will get $50 free if your first prize picks entry scores a single point. Again, the promo code is NBA. So go ahead if you want to check out the, let's say you're looking at the um, Wizards versus Clippers game. Like, okay, well, let me let me see this Wizards Clippers game for um for Tuesday. Bradley Beal, 21 and a half points over under. Oh, I'm taking, I'm taking the over on Bradley Beal, 21 and a half points. Zubots, 10 and a half points. I think he he's been on a little bit of a tear. That Nuggets game, I think, was a big um a big confidence booster for him. I'm gonna take the over for him as well. If I put in 20 bucks, I could win 40 bucks. If I put in 100 bucks, I could win $200 on prize picks. That's on the flex play. If you put it over to the power play, I could win $300 if I put in 100 bucks. So that's how it works on prize picks. You can do that with cross sport as well. You can do the NBA with the NFL. You can do all kinds of different things on prize picks. So go check it out. It's it's uh, great for daily fantasy. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. Again, use that promo code NBA. All right, Isaac Harris. We've been talking about the Celtics rumors. Marcus Smart mentioned connected to the Mavericks, according to Bleacher Report. We've been talking about a deal centered around Dorian and Tim Hardaway Jr. for Marcus Smart and Dennis Schroeder. But what if they decided, all right, we're not going to trade Dorian. Let's go ahead. And uh, Brunson's been listed in a lot of deals. Brunson's going to be a free agent this summer as well. We don't think we can keep Brunson as easily as we could keep Dorian. Let's say the Mavericks think that. So you go ahead and you said, Tim and Brunson in the deal. The money actually works out a little bit better for this. It's a little more even. I don't think the Celtics would have to send another player back for Schroeder and, and Smart. So and Tim and Brunson for Schroeder and Smart. Would the Celtics have to send anything else, or is yes. this an even yes. deal no, it's across? They would have to. You're looking at that 2022 first-round pick. Because Schroeder doesn't have any value. I think that's the other. That's the, that's the point in this, is that Schroeder doesn't have any value. So it's not evening it out that you trade Schroeder and Brunson and Tim and Marcus Smart. Right, like that doesn't it doesn't even out because Brunson would have more. I think Brunson would have more value because he's a younger player. He's he's better than than Schroeder right now, or at least he's playing better than Schroeder right now. Um, and he's the point guard that I think that they would need on that team. But yeah, that's a, that's an interesting trade right there. So maybe the Celtics send a pick back, or maybe they throw one one of those younger guys. Any of those younger guys interest you enough no. to do a deal like that? Neesmith, no. Romeo no. Langford, Grant Williams. The the only Peyton way Pritchard. I'm, the, no. The only way I'm thinking about this, I say thinking, just because I think if I'm Boston, I do think Brunson would fit well with with Brown and Tatum. You get a point guard in there to say, hey, run the show. It's like, let's try the Schroeder thing again, but with a different guy. Yeah, so I understand why. We thought this would work, but let's try it with a different guy that's probably better. I understand why they would want to go after him. Um, So just the framework of that deal without the first or anything it's not enough for me i like i i love marcus smart i think he'd be great in dallas i think Schroeder would be fine coming off the bench but i'm not giving up brunson in that so then when you start talking about their first round pick because look where they're at in the standings right now right like you look at team standings you look at the eastern conference boston right now is eighth you know they're 500 in, in the east and if you get their unprotected first round pick, like I'm not saying that, you know, they're going to fall into the lottery, but, but they're only, I mean, Toronto's in the lottery and they're 500. So, I mean, do the math there. (laughs) I I know. So like, I mean, they're only a few games, you know, back, they're only a half game back from being 11th in the East. You would think that, you know, maybe, you know, they, 
at least move up a little bit, or even if they stay where they're at, they're looking at they're in the playing tournament. So let's just say it's a first round pick in, you know, that's 15 to 20. Then you have your own first round. Now you have two first rounders. Is that worth, you know, you have two first rounders and you're swapping the Marcus Smart and Tim Hardaway contracts. You know, that's where I I could at least see the framework of a deal like that if if you're Dallas. I don't know if I would. I'm not saying I would do that or not. I'm just saying I think it would make more sense that way if Boston was really wanting to get Jalen Brunson and be their point guard, and if Dallas is saying, "All right, we'd swap Tim for or, you know Tim for Marcus in this," but man, we don't want to give up JB. At least they're getting a, an unprotected first in that. I think including Brunson makes it make more sense for the Celtics, and I, I I would think that this on the Celtics side of things, I don't think that they would value Brunson as much and say that hey that would be a straight up trade because Tim Hardaway Jr. is a little bit more of a negative asset than Smart would be, but maybe the Celtics fans are done with Smart to the point where they're like hey he's probably a little bit of a negative asset too with that contract. But Tim does give him a little bit more shooting though, like that's yeah, the thing, like he's giving him an offensive punch. It just, that... it just takes so much off the table defensively for them, like just so much. For sure. To go from I, I, smart to Tim Hardaway. Yeah. I, I mean, I would hope that you, you, I mean, they're two cornerstone players are Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown to where it's like, they at least have two wings that are at least above average defenders, if not really good defenders. So, you know, it, it's not like they have, you know, traffic. And, Bo- and Boston has the fifth best defense in the NBA. So maybe they sacrifice in the 21st ranked offense so maybe they, they also sacrifice. need a point guard so whether it's brunson or whoever else they, they need somebody to run that show and to steady the ship a little bit yeah and they thought that was gonna be shooter and, and maybe not so so yeah there you go let us know what you think in the comments about that deal would you do a deal let's do the uh let's do the the dorian one uh would you do that deal for marcus wait, Martin, Ri- wait you went back to the dorian one in the comments let us know what you think in the, in the comments oh. let us know if you would if you would do that deal um but yeah, that's an inter- it's an interesting thought process there for Fear the Mavs. Yeah. Uh, you want to do another question? You can't you can't do you gotta just go for it. <laughs> I didn't know if you had any more what to, if say, I to said say about no. that deal. <laughs> oh, I thought you wanted to say something else. Get nope. off me, Nick. <sighs> All right, let's just stay talking about Jeremy Grant real quick. Which one of these three would you like the Mavs to trade for? John Collins, Jeremy Grant, Gordon Hayward. Randy. The Gordon Hayward one is a is a interesting one. But Why? I don't think so. I, I mean, just because he seems like it's randomly thrown in there. Well, the the Guardian would have a, a new article to write. But <laughs> Jeremy, <laughs> I think it's Jeremy Grant pretty, pretty easily for me in, in in those of those three. I think Jeremy Grant Jeremy Grant would be great in Dallas. They get him. I mean, is it not just doing Harrison Barnes again? Mm, no. I think he's a little bit. Uh, I was gonna say he's a little bit more fluid than Harrison Barnes, but I mean, if yeah. it, even if it's a little bit more fluid, you're you're doing that again. And I think a lot of people would say that the Mavs regret what, what should or or should regret that Harrison Barnes trade that they gave him up for nothing, tried for the cap space, and didn't get you know enough back for him. And uh, and so yeah, you redo that. But but Jammer Grant also wants a bigger role in an offense. Is he gonna get that in, with the Mavericks? Um, talent wise yeah heck yeah go for it but what are you giving up for him is it the dorian tim hardaway like or is it the dorian and dwight powell that's not going to do it for you no so you then all of a sudden can you do is i don't know you do tim and and uh dwight powell and send tim to to detroit where his dad where his dad lives and maybe tim plays incredible there (laughs) the last time he played in detroit he scored like 40 yeah maybe they just think about that but 
But yeah, I think I think Jeremy Grant would be my my number one on that list. But I just don't see how the Mavs make a deal for him. And and I'm not opposed to the other two. Like Gordon Hayward would give you a little bit more playmaking. You run a little bit of offense to him. I get yeah. all of that. John Collins. I mean, we've talked about his fit in Dallas. Like he would fit great in Dallas. You know, running the pick and roll. I mean, just put him in the Dwight Powell role as this pick and roll guy, catching lobs all the time. He can shoot to three. I think his percentages. I think you point this out better than Porzingis right now from three. So yeah, he doesn't take as many, and he doesn't take as many like moving and you know the, as deep as Porzingis does. But yeah, he's he's shooting forty two percent on three a game, and he's been shooting forty percent for three a game on over the last three years. So yeah, just just good luck trying to guess what Atlanta wants to do right now. I mean, they're obviously yeah, underperforming. I mean, we don't. I mean, we talk about that where the Celtics are in the standings. The the Hawks in the standings are they're currently twenty one and twenty five. If I mean, if the season ends right now, they're not in the play in. Wow, that's a that's a team that should be a little desperate right now to try and make a move to try and like, all right, we got to get something going on. Oh, yeah. Man, that's nuts. They're worse than the Knicks right now, and the Wizards and the Raptors. Yeah, you know, like more like talk next year instead of talk <laughs> coming up let's get into more of our questions from you guys about some trade assets some things uh who are the three players that are least likely to come back for the mavericks after the trade deadline we're talking about that coming up but before we do let me tell you about betonline.ag it's the fastest and easiest way to put down some money on sports you can go ahead and put some money down on some of these nfl games this weekend kansas city seven point favorite against the bengals the Rams, three-and-a-half-point favorite at home against the 49ers. I feel like the Rams should be a bigger favorite in that one. That seems pretty close. The 49ers just beat the Packers, though. So, I, mean, I don't know if I believed in that Packers team, but... They do have the MVP. Also, they're playing, they're playing in L.A., and the Rams just played the Packers in that like super cold game where they had to be... I don't know. It's, yeah, it's, but Aaron Rodgers didn't have a shot. Uh, so you can go ahead and go to betonline.ag, use the promo code LOCKDOWN. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. So go check it out, betonline.ag. Again, promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, Isaac Harris. What else we got? Do you want to do another? No, I'm just kidding. Um, which, of, <laughs> <laughs> which of these three submitted via Twitter? I don't have your account in front of me, so sorry, I'm not, not going to look it up. Which of these three are the least likely to be on the Mavs past the deadline? Mm. Dorian Finney-Smith, Maxi Kleba, Jalen Bronson. Man. Tough, um, because you know you look at the salaries of these guys, all under $10 million. Dorian and JB are, for, are free agents this summer. Does that factor into some of it? Maxi is... I mean, Maxi could fit on any team in the league. Everybody yep. wants a 6'10 guy that Dory can shoot threes. Could also and fit on like, every team in the league. All these guys. I think for me, and this might be a little controversial a little bit, it's Jalen Brunson for me. Mm. I, I I am so fascinated by what happens with him before the deadline because the moment the clock hits 2 p.m. Central time or 3 p.m. Central time, and he's on the Mavs, you risk everything losing him for nothing. And I don't care. I don't care how confident you are of, man, he's tight with Luca. We drafted him. Great relationships, everything. Who who drafted him, though? True, true. The front office is not here anymore. Michael Finley had a lot to do with him. He was was Finn's guy. Finn bragged on him so much on draft night, Chicago, uh, all the stuff. But it's the... 
I, I'm just fascinated by it. I'm, yep. I'm fascinated. It, everything hinges by the playoffs. You can be so confident past the deadline that, hey, Brunson's going to be back. Bam. They could go in the playoffs. And what if you have another Clippers series to where it doesn't work out? It's, you know, Brunson's, you know, the length is bothering him. He can't, he's, he can't defend very well. Or what if it's the opposite? What if he goes in playoffs and kills it? And, and these teams across the league are clearing up cap space and they're like, we want him to be our guy. We want to push Dallas and make them feel threatened. A Knicks team, a Pacers team, if they trade Brogdon, they're like, hey, we got money. We want to give you the keys to our team and say, be our point guard. We we know you're tied with Luka in Dallas, but we want to give you starter money to be a starting point guard. You have your own, like run your own team. You might not be, you're not, he's not going to be the best player on the team. They'll have other stars and stuff, but we want you to be our starting point guard. That's just what I'm fascinated by. And I would be scared. I'm scared about it because I think he's that, I think he's played so well this season. Teams across the league, I could see them creating space and making a real run at him. If that scenario happens, what you just said and what you just laid out, that he plays so well in the playoffs, the Mavs make it past the first round. They're starting, you know, they're they're, you know, maybe get to the Western Conference Finals, or you know, so they're there's they're knocking on the door of something like that, right? Or they're, you know, playing against the Warriors or the Suns in the second round, and they get them to six or seven games or something like that. If that scenario happens, then this is when Mark Cuban pays the tax. And we've heard so many people over the you know the last 10 years or so or 11 years since the title year since 2011. Mark Cuban hasn't paid the tax since the since the title year. Okay, well what team is he going to pay the tax for? And the reason why you pay the tax, I think I saw Jeff Skin Wade point this out and lay this out on Twitter the other day. The reason why you pay the tax is because you're paying for your own players, the ones that you drafted, the ones that you acquired, the ones that you're re-signing. The Mavericks haven't had those guys. They haven't drafted that well and they also haven't um, you know, gotten their free agents to kind of stay and to re-sign that have been good enough over this last stretch to go in and pay the tax for a team. There just hasn't been a team that's been worth that. So it's not just like, oh, pay the tax so you can sign Danilo Gallinari in free agency. Like that just doesn't happen. The money isn't just magic like that. But in this scenario, when the team going into the playoffs does win and they they are pretty good and they they are showing some signs of some real life there and some ability to maybe if you make a couple moves around the edges that they could go and make a finals run. That's when you pay the tax. That's when you pay, you know, because you have you have Brunson's rights. And so you can go ahead and go over the tax to pay for him. And then you do that. And then, boom, all of a sudden, you can keep Jalen Brunson. You can keep this team together. Cuban pays the tax. And everybody should be happy about that, right? But like, but even, even in that scenario, though, it, what if it's more than money? What what if True. Brunson yeah, does that's look the, at that's it? The, that's the that's the scenario, and that's the variable that you're that's working against you if for uh for, you know for Brunson to stay. Yeah, because we all know when it gets in the playoffs and it gets in crunch time, that it's going to be the ball's going to be in Luca's hands, like especially late in the fourth, and like it's going to be Luca. He's one of the best players in the league, and like you get that. So like I wouldn't blame Brunson if he went in the next summer, and like if the money is even in the same ballpark. And it's with let's just say the Knicks. We always say that. Like let's just say it's the Knicks and Mavs. That's and the money, Knicks fans are saying it's the Knicks. <laughs> and and the money is like the same. But what if the Knicks are saying, "Hey, we got these relationship with you. We want you to be our starting point guard. Run the team. Be the be the guy and get our other guy. Like and do, like you can't you can't blame him if he's like man. He does not I want have a better that. chance to win a title with the Knicks than he would with the Mavs though. Right, you no. have to weigh. Okay, what does he want? Right, does he want? This exactly. is the classic, the classic free agency question for a player. Do you care about money? Do you care about 
fit. You care about situation. And, okay, well, and so I don't blame say, him either way, though. Let's say the money is equal, right? This, in this scenario that we're talking about for Brunson. Okay, well then, would you rather have the situation with the Mavericks, or would you rather have the the fit type with? Okay, you're you're in the you're in the fit with the team that you actually like because you're getting a role that you actually want. Yeah. What would Brunson want? We've seen a lot of these guys. These a lot of these, uh, you know, like players' sons and what do we call them? Like second generation NBA players. Uh, you know, Brunson pick the the fit over the over the money. Sometimes we've seen these guys. Yeah. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. just did it. He picked the fit with the Mavericks over the more money he could have got with the Pelicans. Yep. Yeah. So, so who knows? We don't. It, we. I mean, we're purely speculating what Brunson wants in free agency, or if this is even a thing. Because that's the fascinating part about it is yeah. he's going to be an unrestricted free agent, and you know, if, if he's on the team past deadline, then you know they're really confident bringing him back. If he's not on the team past the deadline and he is traded, then it, it's a couple things. It's it's either they know that there's teams across the league that are going to pay an ungodly amount of money, and Dallas has their question marks about it, or two, they know he's like he's wanting to shop around at least, and it's like they know he does want a bigger offensive role and really like to run his own team and stuff, which you wouldn't blame him either. So that's why I could see it going either way. So if I had to pick one of the three. I think I would lean towards him being in a bigger deal, but one there more question. Go. We we answer the question. We answer the question in a way. <laughs> it, took, it took us like six minutes, but we finally got it. Let's do one more. One more question, and we can lump these two together. It's I think this is the biggest question around the Mavs right now. Is they played so well, the defense playing so good, they've been on the stretch and everything, and do like have they played well enough? For them not to make a trade. The qu- question is kind of two together. Should we continue building defense or sacrifice some defense to bolster three-point shooting? Slash, does the Mavericks defense make up for the fact that we don't need to have a big three in the playoffs? They could trade Bullock for Curry and maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so like the opposite that, of the Richardson for Curry deal. Lumping that together, they're, they're good defensively now. But yeah. are you is everybody content right now of like, hey, Ride the wave. It's going great. Let's just continue this thing on. Or, man, they still need to make it like, this is good, but they need to make a move to be great. The answer to this question is my instinct on the question before. The which of these three players, which is most likely to, you know, be on the team past the deadline between Brunson, Dorian, and Maxi. Those are the three players on the Mavericks that probably have some real trade value besides like Luca, <laughs> right? That actually have real trade value where you'd put them in a deal and somebody another team would be interested. Where I would put those three players on a trading block for, you know, the the rest of the locked on network to look at and all the hosts would be like, "Ooh, what can I get? For, how could how could I get Maxi? How could I get it Brunson? How could I get Dorian? Which are the three players that I've answered questions on this year from other hosts? By the way, they, they've asked me about them. I think the Mavericks think that those three players are so important to what they do that they just you can't just flip them out for somebody else like a Marcus Smart or somebody, and it would be the same. I think that's what the Mavericks believe. We've heard from Nico Harrison. We've heard from Mark Cuban that hey, let's let's see what we've got here, Jason Kidd. Let's see what we've got here. We haven't been healthy. We haven't had. You know, our whole team intact really at all. I think Luca and KP have still played less than 20 games together this season. Let's see what we have. Let's see what we have in this team. They're playing defense in a way they've never played before. The offense, we know it can work because we've seen it in the past, but this defense is new. This defense is something that we haven't seen. So let's go ahead and, you know, and ride the continuity, ride the, you know, ride the, the ship a little bit here. I think that's what the Mavericks are going to do. And we'll see a couple of fringe moves probably, 
but not anything big roster moving where they're moving a bunch of pieces for something big. Yeah, I think I, I yeah, I go. That's what I they're go going to do. What do I think? What do I think I should? What do I, what do I think they should do? I still think they need to to make some kind of take some kind of deal because I don't think you can run into the the playoffs with a Tim Hardaway, Porzingis, Brunson, Luca. Any kind yeah. of any combination of those four in a lineup it doesn't work in the playoffs. Because that question is, you know, does their defense make up for the fact they don't have a big three in the playoffs? Because when you look at these other teams that go far in the playoffs, you look at the Bucks last year. They had, you know, around Giannis, they have Drew and Middleton. You look at Phoenix, they had another star in Chris Paul alongside Booker. You look at some of these guys, you know, Jokic had a Jamal Murray that could drop 50, you know, a game. You look at, you know, any of these teams, they have another guy on their team that is a top, what, 20 player. And you, you look in Dallas outside of Luka, if you believe that, then you're putting a lot on the shoulders of two guys. An unproven Jalen Brunson in the playoffs, which yep. this could be his run, right? Like we just talked about. It. Like, what if JB has this like insane run in the playoffs? He's this he's secondary guy next to Luca. He lights it up, and you're like, "Let's go!" Like you're the guy next to Luca. What if it's K- you know you're putting a lot on KP's health? Can KP stay healthy through a playoff run and show that he could have a run to where he's averaging 25 a game in a series and like legit? You walk away from a series win saying, we don't win that series without Kristaps Porzingis. Like right. that, that's the type of you're putting a lot on those two guys' shoulders, and you just haven't seen it yet from either one of them. You haven't seen that from don't KP forget, winning a from series. From all the great stuff we've seen from Brunson this year. Don't forget in the playoffs last year, he was played off the floor. First, first game, 20 minutes, he was a minus nine. Next game, 17 minutes, he was a minus seven. Those were in the two wins in game one and game two. Yeah. Game three, 22 minutes, minus 19 in that loss. Game three, 19 minutes, minus nine. <laughs> I mean, you're starting to see a trend here. Game game of five, that was a win, 10 minutes, and he was a minus 10 in that game, and a win for the Mavericks. Game, game six, he was a, he was played 15 minutes, he was a plus nine. That's the first game he was positive, his minutes were in that one. And then game seven, he played 10 minutes, and he was a minus 11, right? Like, Brunson was not an impact player in those playoffs at all this past year. And he didn't play in the playoffs the year before because he was hurt with the shoulder and everything. So we have not seen a proven Brunson in the playoffs. So yeah, and, if you and think he, his value is that high, then maybe they think to sell high on him right now. But he's better this year. And that that's if much. you do yeah. if you do keep him, you're like, man, you, he's gonna do so much better in the playoffs. And that's why if they go the route that you were talking, I see him looking at the smaller type of trades. Like, can they get a Terrence Ross? Can they go out and you know could they get a Rashawn Holmes this is this is a sneaky one that is right up the Mavs alley that this team is like kind of teetering if Paul George is out for a while and they continue just to go down and I've seen some stuff about the Clippers like do the Clippers like sell and all this stuff Nick Batum like Mm. cheap contract vet he Bring the fit, battalion to Dallas. He would fit great in Dallas. If they if they go south instead of like treading water and trying to like stay there for Paul George, if they just say, hey, let's, this is kind of a lost season, then Nick Batum, great pickup for Dallas if they could do that. You know, Buddy Hilde, Robert Covington, if you start looking into Tim Hardaway trades at that point, we know the Mavericks have loved Covington in the past. He would fit yeah. great on this team too. So like it's those type of guys. Christian Wood, maybe like, do they have enough to get Christian Wood without really, like, really shaking up your rotation, all of that. But yeah. We'll Eric see. Eric Gordon, I think, more than Christian <clears throat> Wood, but yeah. Eric Gordon. Nico has such a unique spot right now because yeah. it's the 
for Luka Doncic right now in his career, do you ride this out? You're playing great defense. Do you ride this out one more time and say, all right, continuity, it's the guys, the new coaching staff, everything you laid out? Or do you sit there and say before this deadline, no, we can't do this with Luka again. We can't risk it again of losing in the first round again and us looking at Luka and saying, sorry, we lost in the first round with the same roster again. You know, like, what does that say to Luka? Or do you swing for it and swing for a bigger deal, shake up the rotation to where even if you then lose again in the first round, it's like, well, at least we tried something. You know, it's it's such a, I see both sides yep. and I don't, it, well, I do envy Nico's spot in his, his, his wallet, but, I, you know, that's, <laughs> that's some tough decisions for Nico right now. Thanks for making Locked On Mavs your first listen today. And tomorrow we will be back with a breakdown of the Warriors game. Mavericks playing at San Francisco against the Warriors. Uh, so you can go ahead and check. I don't know if anybody heard that, but the the, en- the ending music just randomly played on my computer. I feel, I feel like this uh, is the Oscars telling us it's over. Yeah, they're, they're playing us off. We will have a breakdown of the Warriors game, so you can go ahead and check out that tomorrow. Go ahead and also subscribe to the Locked On NBA YouTube channel because we will be covering the trade deadline live at 2 oh, p.m. Central Time with uh, John Corrales and the GOAT, Josh Lloyd, and NBA veteran Antonio Daniels probably be around to get analysis from every blockbuster move. Subscribe to the Lockdown NBA YouTube channel. Turn on your notifications so you know when we go live. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Woo-hoo!